Today's episode is so, so special to me. I just finished recording it and I'm overwhelmed right now, so I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. But um, I got to interview my first guest, uh, my friend Emma, who I met actually through Gymshark and Women's Best. We were both sponsored athletes and we had a very similar experience in terms of uh, changing our our content, changing our views, and really coming into this health and wellness realm. And that's a lot of what we talked about today. Um, we talked about struggles with body image, um, how we made the switch from bodybuilding and tracking our macros and living that kind of lifestyle to now health, wellness, taking more rest, and um, just being more mindful of how we treat ourselves and our bodies. We also discussed confidence, social media, relationships, and a whole other bunch of topics. So uh, without further ado, I am going to jump right into this episode. And if you guys want to check her out, um, you can find her on Instagram. It will be in the description of this podcast. Well, I just want to say hello, welcome. Thank you so much for being the first guest on the Say Less podcast. Oh my goodness, you don't understand how much of a genuine honor it is. I, yeah, it's so lovely to be here and I'm so grateful that you brought me on as your first guest as well. Which... Little background story for you guys. We actually met at the, what did we say? It was the London 2018 maybe it was London or Birmingham and it was probably around 2018 like proper Gymshark days so it would have been one of the expos or like meetups or something good old days sort of (laughs) um but yeah I've been following you ever since and obviously I you know have been watching your transformation and uh, your change in content and change in in who you are I guess as a person I remember uh, watching your, as we're just talking about this, um, your hot girl walks where you would post your <laughs> podcast, the, your favorite podcast. And uh, so Emma was actually the one that introduced me to the say, no, the say was, to the Unfuck Your Brain podcast by Carl Lohenheil. And that changed my life. So when I, when I thought about who I would have as a first guest on this podcast, like you were literally top one, number one choice. Um, just because I feel like we have, we've really went through the same kind of transformation. And I would love for you to just kind of uh, tell them a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your story, the beginning of your fitness journey, and like, you know, what led you to where you are now? Okay, well, you say that 20, I know that 2020 was a crazy dark year for everyone, but I think that one of my darkest years was actually 2019, because I, I mean, I started my fitness journey probably like five, no, like six years ago, ages ago, probably longer than that. And I came from like, I was very small, very petite, wanted to like build a lot of muscle, but I was very um I just not knowledgeable I didn't know anything so I fell into that bodybuilder world where I just wanted to like grow a booty wear like fun Gymshark outfits all of this um and so at the time I was building muscle um I thought I was loving life and I thought I had a really good relationship with food and balance but like in hindsight looking back I definitely didn't and it was probably like the end of 2018 when I moved cities to London um I was like I just, I don't know what made me reflect, but I was like, wow, you've been on a diet for so many years. And I, I mean, I, I had a very poor relationship with my body, very bad body image. And I was like, wow, you've been on a diet for so long. And I just started to really resent it. Um, but it was crazy because at the time, the only thing that I knew was fitness. 
So I was in this fitness world, like Gymshark athlete, women's best, sponsored by supplement companies and all those. Um, and I just, it was crazy because I was like, oh, I'll be a personal trainer. It's all, it's all that I knew, but at the same time I was beginning to resent it. So I kind of went, I just rebelled basically. And I kind of went from one extreme to the other. So I feel like I was very, very restrictive, but then I went to the complete opposite end of the spectrum come like 2019, where I was like, I hate like, fuck, fuck dieting, fuck everything. I'm not, I, I, yeah, I just hate all of this. And went the other end of the spectrum where I was like indulging in crazy self-sabotage and like really bad habits, just being so self-destructive, kind of to, I don't even know what it was. Was it like to prove a point to myself? I'm not entirely sure, but at the same time, I still had like an Instagram page and I just feel like I had a bit of an existential crisis. We all do. We all have them. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was still in the throes of like trying to figure out what I wanted, but I was a personal trainer and I was like, I didn't know really where I fit in and yeah 2019 I feel like was a crazy dark year for me um and it's when like so much like of my health issues flared up as well so I've dealt and I know that you're similar I've dealt with so many like gut GI issues like chronic fatigue acne like so many sort of crazy health issues that really flared up in 2019 when I was like other end of the spectrum so imagine health is like a scale you got like really restricted then you got like really just don't care I was really don't care so yeah I just wasn't sleeping I was ugh, it was a bad time um but I tried to mask it and I tried to just bury my head under the sand I feel like yeah it was just I was just like it's this is fine I just didn't want to own up to the fact that I was indulging in really bad habits that weren't serving me um so yeah that was that and then um and then I'd say like 2020 came around and during the period at the start of 2020 to like when the pandemic hit um was when I sort of reflected again and I was like you need to sort yourself out because I honestly I don't want to say I was at rock bottom because I don't I don't know what rock bottom, what rock bottom could be but it was so low um so yeah I was like you need to sort yourself out and then the pandemic came around and I was like you've got so much time now like we all do like we all sort of got the gift of time so I was able to reflect and that's when I started to navigate wanting to heal and feel healthy and good and like get rid of this crazy bad gut health and like feel happy confident but also not be restrictive so I really wanted to come back into the middle like I always see it as like a scale or like a weighing scale I wanted to come back into the middle draw myself into the middle where I care about my health and I want to feel confident and train how I want to train and eat really well without shame or without going into like this restrictive crazy obsessive state and I feel like over that year then I was able to align myself way better and I'm like the most aligned I've ever been I mean we've also got work to do we're, we're, there's always ways you can improve but I feel the most like aligned <laughs> I love love that answer and I also just I mean I'm sitting here like nodding my head with everything you're saying the GI issues, the bloating, the acne, the scale example that you gave. I mean, that's so true because I'm right there with you. And that's why I think it's, you know, watching your journey is, it's kind of this reflection to me as well. Cause I, like I said, I feel like we were just on the same path, but I totally agree where I, you know, I went through the same exact path where I was super obsessive and those were the Gymshark years and the woman's best years yeah. where we're, we're eating, you know, all we're focusing on is lowest calorie food where we're looking at food as like, 
I want low fat. I want uh, sugar free. I want this and this. And it's making us, you know, on the inside feel like absolute trash. I mean, my digestive system took such a hit during those years. I was pounding protein like it was water. I was eating low carb. I was completely neglecting anything in terms of wellness at all. So my scale was, yeah, like the example that you gave, it was completely on one side of the spectrum. And then I went to the other side as well, but mine was kind of in 2020 where gyms closed and I was like, well, screw this. Like, I'm just, I'm going to quit. I'm just going to start eating again. And that's when I felt my binge eating, which is something that I struggled with a lot, kind of the thoughts started to creep back in. And I was like, no, I know that what I've been doing just isn't working. I really have to get a handle on it. I have to completely shift my perspective on food, on fitness, on health. Like, do I want this? And is this sustainable for the rest of my life? And it wasn't. And, you know, it, it was a sad truth to come to come to. But one thing that I felt was like during those years, like with Gymshark and the bodybuilding industry and realm when we were all in that um, in that space I never felt like I fit in and I was saying this to you earlier I felt like I was in a box that was too small right like I was trying really hard and I was posting all these pictures and I was really I, I felt like I was saying the right thing but it didn't actually resonate with me whereas I feel like now um, even, even your content you know I look at it and I'm like I love it everything you're saying everything that you're posting everything is so aligned it's aesthetically pleasing which is amazing that's something that like I used to struggle with a lot when I was posting all the fitness content I'm like this I don't really like this you know but on top of that it's it's even just a message it's the message that you're saying it feels so it feels so good so you know I feel like this year your content really it took a complete shift um towards wellness and food freedom. And I know that you do one-on-one coaching, you have an ebook and I, you know, I've seen the reviews. I, I know how much you've changed people's lives. So do you feel like this year has really changed your perspective on food and health and kind of what, what really inspired you to do that? Yeah, it's literally crazy. I feel like it was definitely a journey. Like I say, when I was at that crazy low in 2019, I was very similar to you as well that in the sense that I never felt like I fit in. I was posting this fitness content because the algorithm, I, I thought that I had to, I thought that this is what people expected of me. I, I, I was still with some sponsors and I was like, but it just never felt right. And I felt like that translated to so many different areas of my life. And that's why I pushed back so far against it and went the other way. Um, and yeah, it was really, it was so difficult to navigate because like I say, my response to not liking that part of health and fitness and the whole bodybuilding weightlifting which is so crazy now I was like well I'm not going to do anything well health and fitness isn't for me but you can make it whatever you want it to be and I feel like you're so right like now I feel so aligned and I can see it in you too um it's just having a different mindset towards it and that sounds so like vague but I think when the pandemic hit and we all had to go into kind of isolation and stuff having that time to be like, I don't know, reflect on everything um, and, and give me the time to like look at new accounts, look at sort of, I, I carried on my education. Um, I started like looking into nutrition um, and just, yeah, realize there's another world out there that doesn't have to be sort of brightly colored outfits and squats and booty building. And um, yeah, I don't actually know that I don't really have an answer. I don't know what pushed me into like this area of wellness but I think that yeah you're so right that when we were back in those days 
like back in the Gymshark days, we um, we were we were sort of believed that like being small meant being healthy or eating low calorie meant being healthy or eating like sugar free was healthy. But sort of along the way, I've learned that like gut health is everything. Managing your stress is everything. Um, and all of these things are aligned, your mindset towards food, your mindset towards your body, like everything is so aligned. And when you focus on those core values, you know, getting enough sleep, eating like fresh fruits and vegetables, um, that's when everything else comes sort of second. So like body comes second, like you'll find that if you focus on like, you're having like this, I don't know, like a snatched waist or whatever, like you'll lean towards low calorie foods and like fat free foods and it just does that it's just not the way so shift your mindset and then you'll get better results that's how I sort of came to where I am now but it, it is a journey it's not like an overnight thing and I, I think yeah I think having the time definitely allowed me to expand my horizons podcasts reading all of that good stuff Yes, I completely agree with you. I think having that time and really just realizing like there's so much more out there, um, like you said, broadening your horizons. I honestly, full fact, I unfollowed most of the fitness influencers that I used to follow because I was like, this is just not what I want to see on my page. Like this is not making me feel good. This is making me compare myself a lot. And I didn't, you know, and it's not, it doesn't take away from those people and the content that they're posting, but I finally was like, what do I need? What do I want to see? What do I want to share? Um, and on top of that, I, I, there was something that you went into and I was like, oh, note to self, I want to talk about. Sorry, I, I rambled on. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. Um, but I, I guess, you know, do you wish that there was something that was different about social media? And have you ever found yourself in a spot where you were comparing yourself? And because I, I definitely was like that. Like, again, back in those days, I never felt good enough, even though, looking back now, I'm like, that's our, that type of content was getting all of the engagement. It was getting the brand deals. It was being in with like the cool kids, AKA the gym shirt kids. So when I lost, you know, when, when that partnership came to an end and it was very mutually, it was coming to an end for a long time. I, I was probably for two years being back and forth. Like, I, I don't know if I want to be in this, but like, how do you leave the cool kids table? How do you just walk away from that and just yeah. say, this is just not for me anymore. You know, that's really hard. Yeah. I mean, social media is a bit of a minefield and I think I definitely have had an up and down relationship with it because when I was at that stage, like you, where I was like, I'm going to sort of leave this. I should leave this because it's not serving me anymore. Like it is, it is really scary. And I began to really hate it. Um, you know, there are obviously social media can be so draining and exhausting. And, you know, there are things that everyone would change about it. I think that it sucks so much that there's so much of it is based on like vanity metric vanity vanity metric like likes shares like all of this stuff um and you have to kind of play with the algorithm sometimes like the sort of content that yeah gets engagement and stuff like that I wish that it wasn't like that um and that's also when you can fall into the comparison trap as well isn't it when you're in a group of sort of people who post similar content to you like yeah all of the sort of athletes and stuff and you're just like in this crazy yeah comparison bubble but I think what helped for me is something that you just said there was you just went through and sort of 
sifted through your following and looked at who you were following. So that is something that I did as well, because I looked at my page one day, like a few years ago, and I was like, wow, you are following literally the same person times 100. Like I was literally just following. And, and again, there's no problem with their content whatsoever. They, they serve a great purpose for some people, but I was following the same person times a thousand. It was just, you know, gym girls and guys lifting weights in the gym. And I, I just, it was the same, it was the same person. So I was like, you need to look elsewhere. And I remember having a conversation with one of my, um, one of the friends that I lived with at the time. And she, she was like, your, your Instagram is so weird. Like it, it's just fitness, fitness, abs, 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 abs. And I was like, wow. Um, so yeah, I, I went through and I kind of, kind of looked at pages that I liked, um, who, who they were following and then just broadened my horizons and I think that's important, like different body shapes, you know, different countries, races, look at other people's experience of the world. I think um, that really helped me for sure with the comparison. I love, I love that because I think that that is another thing that we've really learned in 2020 that like, you don't have, following people who look like you and dress like you and, and are doing the same thing as you is not necessarily helpful. Yeah, it's great to feel connected to that, you know, but like you said, following the same person a thousand times. And it's crazy that your roommate said that because my boyfriend would look at my page and he'd be like, what, you know, you're, you're down on yourself about what you look like, but like, look at your, look at the page and you're scrolling all the time. You're constantly sc scrolling. How are you, how do you expect not yeah. How do you expect not to be comparing yourself? And on top of that, and that's when I was like, you know, you're right. Um, but you and I, we came from that background, right? So we, we build our audience on this um, idea that like, you know, women should be in the weight room. They should be lifting heavy. They should be pushing themselves. They should be they shouldn't be scared of that. And I still, you know, this is where, and I'm, I'm struggling with this to this day, because I still get people that um, are questioning you know my um my switch I guess you know they they would say and, and that's and it's fair and it's totally fair because they're saying you know for years you've said that you should be lifting heavy and that you should be pushing yourself and there was this great message about women being strong right behind it and I think now looking back and, and taking that step back and saying like I, I I've switched you know I've said hey this actually wasn't that good for me hey weightlifting heavy actually caused me to have horrible inflammation. Um, I'm now an advocate for taking more rest and walking, getting your steps in, hiking, being outside, doing all these other forms of exercise that is just less impactful, I guess, less stressful on your body. But I understand where people are coming and, you know, saying, hey, but but what about this this whole thing that you've been saying this entire time that like we should be in the weight room doing this thing and getting strong. And I would love to know your opinion on that because I know that you, you've, you've kind of done the same thing. Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? Um, and I completely get where you're coming from because it sounds like you've just gone like a complete, you know, 180. But what is so important to remember is how individualized training and eating and wellness is and what served you at one point might not serve you, you know, for the rest of your life. And, you know, you like we've but so I used to train like quite intensely in the gym and I used to like force myself to go to the gym like five days a week and do hip thrusts and squats and this 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 but I was you know crazy even during that down period I had in 2019 I was still actually going to the gym because still somewhere in my mind I had these niggles where I was like oh yeah but if you completely let go then you know this is this, this so um I was still kind of forcing myself through these crazy intense weightlifting sessions which in hindsight only did me worse um 
but we would have both gained a lot from weightlifting like I don't deny that weightlifting served me for a time and it allowed me to sort of learn about movement you know develop a little bit of muscle um but sometimes it does these things do just come to an end and unfortunately some people are more prone to sort of inflammation and stress and aren't able to recover very well um and I know that we're very similar on that and I can tell you now that I became aware that I wasn't able to recover from the gym like about two years ago and then I ignored it for a year and then it was only during the pandemic when I was forced out of the gym I won't lie because at the very start like March last year I was so anxious and worried about it I was like no 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 this isn't going to be good um so it was only having that forced time away but I think that you yeah I mean I'm a huge advocate for kind of taking taking the rest um and that you can have different points in your life where different sort of methods will serve you and I think that if you're someone who has a lot of like gut issues GI issues more often than not you're going to need more rest than you're going to need intense weight training so um yeah and it's also individualized as well some people can take five days at the gym and like great for them but some people can't so that's such a good answer empowerment can come through so many different ways it doesn't have to be in the weight room although it can be now when when the pandemic hit and I was losing my freaking mind going crazy thinking that I was going to have these crazy insane body changes and that I simply had to that this that this routine was the only thing that was standing between me and um basically my worst fear which is at the time which was like to gain a lot of weight and it's you know it's crazy how much my eyes have opened up to the fact that that's the issue. The issue is that I was scared of weight gain. And therefore I thought the solution was to put my body through hell. And then when I was forced to take that rest, I realized that one, my quote unquote worst fear did not happen. And two, I had to face the fact that this was still my worst fear and really work through that because, you know, something that I talk about all the time is that we're going to go through changes. We're going to, our body's going to change. We're going to gain weight we're going to lose weight we are going to get wrinkles we're you know and there's this this standard that is or I guess what's the word that I'm looking for this pressure put on women to be thin to be beautiful and to keep that up for basically the rest of their life which is extremely unrealistic um and it's just it's just so like sad to think about that yeah, it is. And I think that the sad part is, is that is the root cause of like a lot of people's like body issues and issues with, you know, food and the gym, because it, there is this like intense pressure of wanting to fit into society and society's ideals. And it's just how much you say like, fuck that or yeah, it's, it's navigating that is so, so difficult. Um, and I mean, that's something that I've gone through and I'm working through and trying to come into like more alignment now. Um, but it's so crazy because I literally remember like last year when the gym shut, even though I was like kind of saying like, screw you to fitness and the gym and, and whatever. No, not fit- fitness and like health and stuff. I was I still was like putting myself through these crazy intense like weight sessions and then I like you I'd come home and be like why am I so tired why am I so exhausted and it's just because I didn't know any better and because the core of it I had a very and still had a very very poor relationship with my body um and with food and that's not something that you can overcome overnight 
it needs a lot of work. Um, and that's something I'm still working through, um, but I've done a lot of work over the past like year or so, but it's crazy how it's all interlinked. And that's like what my sort of message is now and yours as well, is that like, I'm so mindset focused, like it, everything is interlinked, like your body, like stress, yeah, your relationship with food, like the relationship with the way that you want to look, like how you are as a person, it's just so interlinked and yeah it's crazy I you know it's so interesting that you say this because that was actually going to be my next question because we are talking a lot about food and fitness and of course that's that's what mostly what we post about but I agree that you know mindset and everything is so interlinked like I I went through therapy in 2020 and I realized that these body issues these um my poor relationship with food all these things they started way earlier on and on top of that I think a lot of women who struggle with like binge eating and horrible body image and all these things like a lot of those women are also struggling with confidence and that kind of goes into confidence in their personal relationships confidence in friendships like there's this there's this pattern that follows um and it's it's just it's weird that that so many women go through that right it's weird that so many women can relate to that and that's where you start to kind of question is this a societal issue are we taught again that our worth is in beauty our worth is in what we can do for other people that our dreams and goals aren't big enough you know that's I, I was listening to this podcast once that said rarely do men have this feeling of like do I deserve this it happens it's not to say that men don't don't struggle with that but they are so much more compelled to go after things that they want and are so much more encouraged to do that whereas women are are not it's simply they're not and um you know I also on top of all the the body image and the fitness struggles I also struggled with um kind of confidence and knowing who I am and who I was and what I stand for and what do I want I always put my worth into pleasing other people what can I do for someone else uh what can I offer them and I always felt really like empty <laughs> empty through that yeah literally it's crazy it's just like yeah it's like a mirror like it's crazy and I think that <laughs> that's what I mean like it is also interlinked because I'm exactly the same I'm like massive people pleaser like yeah poor relationship with body with myself like not knowing like who I am in a way or previously not sort of knowing who I am in a way and like I but that's the problem like I think that it is a more of a societal issue like I was on I was trying to find it on my phone just now but I was on um the fuck it diets instagram page and she was talking about how because you know how we're all about food freedom and like you know eating what you want but then there is still this kind of you still want to feel like you're healthy you still want to feel um i don't know confident and happy and whatever and and someone was saying like can you do the fuck it diet like can you like say screw diets if you still want to lose weight and it's crazy because she was talking about how people still want to lose weight because it's a social currency. If people want to feel like they've got loads of social currency because in society, people who are, you know, deemed aesthetically pleasing, like have more of the social currency, don't they? So they want the ease of life. They want the ease of that. They want the ease of like the admiration and stuff like that. And the question is, how much do you let this desire rule your life? Do you pursue it and know that you're you are kind of betraying your like physical and your mental health or do you 
yeah or do you do the, the opposite it's crazy to think about so like a lot of my journey and your journey as well I know has been navigating this in between where the core focus and my mindset now and my mentality is I genuinely want to wake up and feel energized I want to wake up and feel healthy like I can do my day's work without falling asleep at one every day um I, I want to feel confident in my personal relationships. Like I got into a new relationship during the pandemic. Like I want to feel comfortable and confident in, in that. I want to go into like the social setting where I'm not, you know, fixated on what side of my face is showing. Like it all is like completely interlinked. Um, and it's hard to give an answer. So like what, what fixes that? Because it's just a lot of like self-work, a lot of reflection, trying to um, fit, like make yourself aware of all of these things. I mean, awareness is the first key to healing, right? So um, once you become aware of these things, then you can kind of knuckle down, I guess, but it's hard. I, I love that you said awareness is the key to healing because I agree. I think that's the first step and probably the most important step is to just realize that hey, this is it. And you, you, it's really hard to admit it to yourself. It is hard to admit it to yourself that you have quote unquote issues. And it's hard not to take it personally. It's hard not to wonder, well, what's wrong with me? You know, I, I definitely struggled with that a lot. I was really internalizing a lot of things and thinking that I was the issue. What was wrong with me? What can I fix? Whereas, you know, listening, it's so funny, like, Cara Lohenheil I'm gonna keep bringing her up because I love her but she just always it talks about how much it's not our fault and how it's society's fault how we've been institutionalized to think these things and feel these feelings because it's just easier to keep women not in power this way and I think that we are seeing a huge shift um, especially now that we are just so like open and honest about everyone's experiences and we're all kind of waking up and seeing hey this is not right you know and it's really it you want to think that you live in a world that is equal but it's not and I I you know this is a whole other conversation like us being white women in this society like what what can we do because there are a lot of other people that are really struggling and you know, in everything else that happened in 2020, I mean, as, as we saw, we really got kind of a clear vision of what people think and how they feel. And a lot of that is really terrifying, but a lot of it is also really empowering because I think that our generation is really taking a stand and trying, trying to do better. Um, but I, this could be a whole other conversation. <laughs> no, and I'm I, <laughs> um, I guess let's let's go back to the whole just just self acceptance and um, you know I think that for me uh, awareness was the first step and then small changes was the second. I I came to the conclusion that I could not change it overnight. Like I, there's simply no way to wake up one day and be like, oh yeah. I'm going to go from bodybuilding and tracking my macros to hashtag health and wellness and drinking matcha and, you know, taking turmeric and ginger and doing all these things. So it's, it's small changes. It's, can I take a little bit more rest? Can I do, instead of working out six days a week, can I, can I switch some of those workouts to something less impactful, something less, sorry, not less impactful, but less uh, stressful on our bodies. Um, but do you have any advice for anyone who is kind of in that realm where they're like, oh, I know that I should take more rest because I always knew that. I was always like, oh, I should probably take more rest. Like don't neglect your rest, but fuck it. Um, so do you have any advice? 
<laughs> do you have any advice uh, for like, if someone is stuck in that, in that situation right now where they're like, I want to, but I just simply can't. Yeah, literally. I mean, I completely co-sign everything that you have just said um, because you, you can't heal a body that you hate and you can't like obsess your body into health or how you how you want to feel it just doesn't work so the key is small steps and I'm going to bring it back to Cara again um because I'm such a big fan of her as well and she talks about the process of like a thought ladder doesn't she so you can't go from you know waking up in the morning and hating the way that you look and forcing yourself through exercise and you know making a bowl of plain porridge because you hate the way you look and you want to change the way you look with the expectation when you hit you know x amount weight you're going to wake up one day and love yourself or you can't go from like that crazy negative thought to becoming aware of it and then saying okay well today I'm just going to love myself because you won't believe it you you, you physically will not believe it because they're so extreme so you what you have to sort of work on doing is baby steps so going from saying like you know I hate the way I look and I'm exercising because I hate the way I look to like oh I appreciate my body or being like my body looks like this or I'm open to believing that my body is you know beautiful as it is um and and taking the small 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 baby steps and that can be frustrating because it's not an overnight shift um and you have to practice it and I think that's something that people forget as well when it comes to like feeling more confident and happy and self-accepting um you just want you be, when you become aware that you're not you're like okay well I just want to I want to feel good now so, I, so I'm gonna feel good and you learn something like a thought ladder or, or the way of like changing your thoughts and then you think okay well now I've learned that and I'm gonna go off I remember listening to Sankara's podcast and my like your mindset is like any other muscle you need to keep on flexing it you can't expect to do 10 squats in the gym and your ass grows like crazy amount it doesn't work you know that to build or grow your muscle you're gonna have to keep working at it and I think that a lot of people give up on the whole mindset side of thing because it's not instant it doesn't give you instant reward and it's difficult like I started journaling at the start of 2020 and I got really bored of it and really frustrated because I was like this isn't me I, I hate this this is it's bringing up too much shit but I, I carried on with it gradually and it's just something you have to work on so I think setting realistic expectations for yourself and and having compassion as well is really important when it comes to that yes absolutely I read the book um the art of self no wait so I think it was just called self-compassion. Um, and it really, that was the first thing that my therapist recommended because she was like, you're so hard on yourself. Why are you so hard on yourself? You are such an empathetic person. Like, can you relate to your younger self? Can you, because I was like, no, I, there's never a chance in hell that I'm going to feel bad for myself. Like I, I was always under this, this impression that like, you know, the imposter syndrome, that whole thing <laughs> where I was just like, well, I got here because of X, Y, and Z factors. You know, I never could just look at it from an outside perspective and think like, no, I mean, I got here because I persevered. I got here because I took risks. I got here because I believed somewhere deep down inside. I did believe, but I couldn't connect to that at all. Um, so I agree. It's like, 
compassion and reassurance that you have to give yourself because that's another thing I think that we are taught to we we are taught that our value is we're going to find our value somewhere out there someone else is going to marry us therefore we're going to feel valuable someone else is going to promote us therefore we're going to feel valuable someone else is going to tell us that they find us beautiful attractive smart and whatever you know x y and z and we're going to feel good about ourselves but that is such a, it's so fleeting. It, it's so, it's, you get that little instant gratification and then all of a sudden you're like, wait, I, it's gone and it, you feel empty and you feel low and you feel confused. So it's being able to give yourself that reassurance when you need it, knowing that it's inside of you. Like, even if you don't feel it right now, even if it's hard, even if you're going through it, know that it is inside of you and chances are you've tapped into it before. You've tapped into this like, self like assurance that you have you just aren't fully there yet and it's not to say that like I'm always there but I think that's one thing that 2020 has really taught me and I'm sure you as well is that you can tap into it so much more now like you can easily kind of come back from whatever anxiety you're you're feeling or um, any other feeling that over that consumes you you can come back so much faster from it yeah for sure and like something that really helped me and really helped it click for me is I was like I am the one in my head I know that we get taught these values from society and they're imposed on us we've got diet culture and all this shit but I'm the one in my own head and I've been able to tell myself xyz for as long as possible therefore I can change the story in my head and I think that really helped me a lot because I was like wow I like hang on I wait I'm saying this to myself so I can see other people are saying like way better things for themselves. And I began to realize and learn that the story you tell yourself in your mind is the one that you will live out. So if you're constantly telling yourself that you're not good enough and you're, you're training because you, you, you don't look good and you're eating because you don't look good and you know, you're not confident and, and whatnot, that is the reality that you're going, you're going to live out. So, you know, some of it does come down to a bit of delusion as well. I know I said you have to be realistic and set yourself like good, like good targets that you can hit, hit and not completely lie to yourself, but contradictory, contradictory, how do I say that word? But there is an element of delusion sometimes, which helps me. If I actually tell myself that I am confident and I am able to show up for myself in this way, and I, I am eating because it's eating well because it's a form of self-respect I will eventually begin to believe it and I, I do think that's true because I've come so far um so yeah yeah you you really have come so far and I love that answer I think that yeah it's it's like telling just repeating it to yourself like you can do this and I, I think that my therapist would always just be like well if you think you can't do it you know you've been in situations before where you thought you couldn't do it and look back, learn something, you persevered. And that's what we have to look at. We have to look at evidence from our past because we're here right now. All of us are here and all of us have gone through something that was really painful and that we probably thought we couldn't get through, but we did. Um, yeah, just reminding yourself. I think it's so funny. Like I started therapy and I was like, I want to be confident. How do I become confident? I want to stop dieting. I just want to feel confident in my body. And she's like, well, do you accept your body? Do you feel like you accept your personality? Do you accept the sound of your voice and the color of your hair and, and the size of your arms? And I was like, oh, no, I definitely don't. And she's like, well, how do you, how do you want to project confidence? Because 
confidence is really just self-acceptance. It's, it's being able to accept yourself, who you are, whatever you look like at any stage of your life, because again, you're going to be changing. Your thoughts are going to be changing. Your relationships are going to be changing. Your body's going to be changing. Can you accept that? And I was like, oh my God, like full stop. Hold on. That's a lot to take in. Um, but that's really all that it was. And it's not to say that I am a hundred percent. And I, you know, like you said, you're, it's still such a work in progress, but I think that personally, at least like I've gone from accepting myself at maybe a 20% level to now at like a solid 70 to 75. And I'm still working towards that. I would love to be in like the 90% where I'm just like, this is great. <laughs> um, but 70% yeah. feels a lot better than 20%. 70% feels a lot better when you, you know, to walk into a room and not have to compare yourself to everyone else that's in there, not have to worry uh, about how you are going to come off to other people. It's made my life so much better because I can just like enjoy experiences now versus being like having an out of body experience at those experiences. Yeah. And your mind and you, the space in your mind is, is freed up as well. Cause I always think of like all of the times when I was just so consumed with the way I, you know, yeah, walking into a room and just constantly assessing like what other people are doing, what they think of you. And the same can be related to like, food fitness everything like that it just frees up so much space in your mind when you get to a much healthier more balanced and aligned place it, it frees up so much space so you can be like I feel like now I'm way more creative and I I'm just so much more I, again I'm not 100% there I'm, I'm the same as you I probably operate at like a 70% level there's there's more work we can always do but um yeah it's a lot better than 20% when it when it probably used to be so yeah I just have to say, you know, I'm so like proud of you. I, I remember meeting you at that London, like pop-up shop and you and I really just, I feel like we hit it off and it's just crazy to, to see our journeys now. I'm so proud of you. I'm sure that the people that you've helped are so proud of you. And like, you know, you've really, you've changed people's lives. I mean, you changed my life. And again, like your page is one of my favorites to follow. So um, I will have all the information for them at the beginning of the episode, that way that they can get to know you a little bit more. And if they enjoy my content, I mean, they're going to enjoy your content as well. Um, and yeah, you are also, you're a coach right now, which is it's something that I don't do. So if people are really looking to um, really take that step and improve their relationship with food, where can that find, where can they find that information? How can they work with you? Yeah, so I'm like a health, wellness, fitness coach. Um, so it's everything that we kind of preach and it's just about getting, you know, into that sustainable balance place, get, get to where you want to be. It's very well-rounded, but yeah, just through my Instagram, I guess, all of the sort of website is there and it's all online and there's loads of like reviews and it's so like, it's the most fulfilling thing. I cannot, like, it's genuinely so nice because it's it came like creating that business came like out of my own personal experience I was just like it sounds a bit cliche but like wanting to help as many people not feel the way that I felt and just kind of I guess fast track them as much as possible through those crazy years that I had um so yeah I'm really proud of that and um I'm so proud of all the women that I work with it's yeah, it's great. <laughs> yes, as you should be very well deserved. I can't think of another per like a better person to be helping women to get through this. I wish I would have had someone like you to help me through that. I think it would have, like you said, it would have fast tracked through a lot of those issues. But you know, we got here. And yeah, just, you know, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so glad we figured it out. Now, I'm, I'm, 
we couldn't figure this out for a solid 20 minutes. We were like, this episode's not gonna happen. This is, we could <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, no, I'm so no, genuinely so grateful that you had me on to your podcast because yeah, I'm a podcast head. I always listen to them. And when you announced that you were doing your podcast, obviously I love your content so much. Like, um, so I listened, I listened to all of them and I was like, oh my gosh. When I got a message from you, I was like beaming from ear to ear. I was like, obviously I'd love to have a chat with you. So yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for being here and we will definitely talk again soon. Of course.